Okay, good evening. You know, um, earlier today during our Tehillim session, so at the end, really I spoke about uh, the importance of davening and um, not taking it for granted. And really, the, what, what's, that even though this shir really is about uh, having the right worldview, Weltanschung, Hashkafes HaChaim, and really feeling and knowing Hashem, in our lives, and I truly, honestly believe, besides the Gamzul Tova for the world, uh, that that for each one of us, there's a tremendous opportunity. I can say personally, um, although I, like everyone else, have had my struggles, I have cherished many of this opportunity and many of these moments to get closer to Hashem. And in many ways, I think that I have uh, enriched my own personal uh, experience. And that really is what the Shir is about. That's really. Uh, on a on a on a personal level, I think what we're all supposed to be doing. But I, I, what I was really stressing this morning, and I think it's super important, is not to get used to this reality. A and number and B, really, that we should be really davening because uh, even though for us in our own opportunity, you know, the Briskarov, I think I said this once, uh, said about him, his own experience in the Holocaust, that for himself he would never give it up. It was you know he Hashem, he survived. Multiple of his kids, his wife did not survive. They were, had been separated. But on a personal level, he had so much amuna coming out of it that he would never give up that personal feeling. Certainly, he would wish it never happened, and certainly he dominated for Yeshua's. And I think that we really I just want to stress that we're really supposed to have these two viewpoints. On a personal level, we're spo- and we do know that even for Claudius and for the world, it's for the best. But you know, we can't have amuna be talking for them. Uh, it, we, we, you know, as old Rabbi Solzhenitsyn essentially said, that we give staka to others. We don't say have amun and bitachon, right? We give them staka. A poor person, imagine a guy knocks on your door, and he says, "Can I have something?" And you say, "No, just have bitachon, have amuna, be okay. You know, be, don't, don't worry about it." No, we don't do that. We we help people. For ourselves, we need to focus on our amun and bitachon and know that for the world, there's a purpose in Hakadosh Baruch Hu. There's a plan. There's an opportunity, and certainly there's a takana. A rectification going on, um, but for there's a difference how we're supposed to be living and how we're supposed to feel towards others in the world. And I think I just want to stress that today with the Tehillim that you know wherever we are, hopefully we're all doing spiritually well. That we're supposed to really be not just dominant, crying, feeling the tsar, feeling the pain, feeling the anxiety. Um, feeling the spiritual loss, as I stressed this morning, there are many, many people uh, who are, are not doing well spiritually um, and emotionally, uh, etc. So I it just, you know, I, I think it's both are important and both are really important. I, you know, here actually, I just opened a few minutes ago uh, the Safer, and I'm actually so excited uh, to say his next point. I think it's worth it um, to have. Uh, woken up this morning, uh, and much more than that, just have heard the next thing he's about to say. Uh, we were talking about an amazing thing that Paul Gimayim, Liv Melech Hashem, that the Pasuk and Mishlei, which Shlomo Melech teaches us, uh, which is super important, is that the hearts, the minds of rulers are really uh, Biyad Hashem. It's really surrounded by, by Biyad Hashem, and, that, and therefore things could change very rapidly. It's Paul Gimayim Biyad Hashem, and you know who we think is a king or, or a ruler. Actually, uh, Mrs. Tackner, Mrs. Joyce Tackner, uh, emailed me today or last night. I forgot when she did. 
Like she's very into history about whether Kissinger was actually good in the 73 war or not, and she believed that Nixon was the one. And the truth is uh, that at the end of the war, Kissinger wanted to actually twist Israel's arms, and he didn't want Israel to be so successful because he wanted to force uh, peace on his terms. So he was always Machiavellian. Uh, whether, whether it was Nick Kissinger in the beginning, Nixon at the end, actually reverse roles at a certain point, um, it's all beyond Hashem, and, and, and whether uh, President Trump or Biden wins, there is a difference, and there will be differences, but there are many things they'll have no choice about. Um, you know, obviously, in general, you get what you pay for, or what you vote for, whether right or left, or middle or not. Uh, there is, of course, if you vote for someone, you can assume at some level they will do what they say, or try to, but it there's certain things that they won't have Bechirah on, and certain things won't make sense that this person of all people is going to do that. That does, doesn't fit into the scheme of things. And the reason that will be is because of this, Yisrael. Paul Gemayin Lib Chabiyad Hashem, whereas the Pitkam says, Lev Mayat Malachim Pesarah, the heart of the kings and nobles is in, in Hashem. And therefore, even when we presuppose and we assume that this king or this duke or this prime minister or this czar will do something, it really very often they'll end up doing things which are completely and totally uh, don't make sense uh, otherwise. Okay. That wasn't why you should have woken up this morning. I should have woken up this morning. Now we're going to get back to it. It's super duper important and so pertinent, so nogea, so germane to our own time. The header over here, he brings up the header, he has a header, is Lamait Besichos Al Sichoi Hatzlocha Hatzivim Bimochama. To limit any conversation on the possibilities and the hopes, the natural hopes of winning this war and what's going to happen. Beyond Ma'ela says there, Freelander, Yesh Lazar Lamait, if you be very careful not to talk so much about where the war is going. What's the situation on the field? Who looks like they're winning? How's the army doing? Now, again, it's the facts you want to know. It's Certainly, it's helpful to know what the facts on the ground are. But it's the commentary. It's the, di- the analysis and the diagnosis, which can become very tricky. Um... Who's going to win? This is so important. We, 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 we dissect the situation and the possibilities of what could happen and how they'll happen. He's talking to the Panavich Yeshiva over here. Panavich Yeshiva in 1973 was, I believe, unquestionably the best Yeshiva in Israel. Uh, and at that time, and arguably uh, the best in the world, although some would say Lakewood was, um, 1973. Um, it's, you know, this is how people in the street talk. This is the people who are ordering all the, there's no social media, social media in 1973, but it was the radio commentators and the newspapers and the taxi drivers and as well, they always have what to say. Um, Everyone, this is just the way the people in the street talk. And again, he's, he's being a little sharp, but it's important. 
He's there. The way they're going to view the war is everything's according to natural law, the kafroni, and a level of kfiro, of heresy. It's all of koychiv yoytzmiyadi, asalitzachaz. It's all my strength and my bro. They're all go. That's what's going to decide all, all of, all of this. It's what, the, what we're going to, to, you know, what we can know what's going to happen and mind. We can figure this out. We can do this. Basically, taking out Hakadosh Baruch Hu, uh, out of, out of the picture. Kamoshikasim, Moriv Rabbi is my master, my teacher. Hagayin Hatzadik, the great Gayin and Sadik. Rabbi Dessler wrote in Mechtam Le'ar, and he probably heard it himself, Whenever we see a, an army being victorious in war, um, we assume, oh, you know, why they won in war? Their army, their army was stronger. Bishar had Sava, and the generals there, wow, they had some great strategies. The Adua hated Echnahla, and they had amazing abilities to maneuver and what to do. Who Istrug Gadol, right? Istrug, Istrategij, I think it's things. He put it in brackets. Chacham Gadol, but Taxis Mechala. A lot of good strategies of war. West Point. Valken, Umenatzech, Tamid, and therefore, because of their Good advice and good people look at war it's all completely this is how it should have been right we get it exactly completely and that says Rev Dessler it's clear it means who you know it happens to be uh, whether it's in war right we can go through the 20th century and see all of uh, the upsets in war uh, from Vietnam to I mean the whole World War Two was was a sequence of things that should not have happened from early German victories over France uh, to England's winning to the Russian fault of Stalingrad and Moscow. I mean all the whole thing. There's so many intent. But what are, how do people when they how do they interpret it? They see they look at the street and they say oh this is what it, everything is. It's like there's no God in the world. There's no Kaddish Baruch in the world. There's no Hashem in the world. It's and, and therefore says of Dessler and Freelance was saying when you talk to people in the street and you ask them, well, what's the war going on? And they give you a comment, well, they're for sure they're gonna win over this. You know, and this is for sure going uh to to happen. And, and with that um you know, Zikharkai with that for sureness. So he said it the, 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 there's a tremendous reality of Kfira, like there's no God in the world who has a stake in what's going on and who will care. To, 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 and, and the truth is, when you look at Israel's wars, uh, or any army, you always, anyone with, with, with correct glasses can see all of the miracles. I mean, actually, I, I remember the, the Briskorov 756 war, you know, the whole war was crazy. Israel joined with England and France in the Sinai, Sinai War 56. And everything they did went, went backwards, because the United States and Russia turned the whole war back, and they made Israel get back everything. So, and everyone was predicting, no one predicted that, by the way, because England was involved, and France was involved, the Suez Canal was involved, and Eisenhower, this is an amazing thing, if you ever read Eisenhower's, I think this is Bible, I saw this many years ago, Eisenhower, looking back at the, when he wrote about his memoirs, about his presidency, he said he had two great regrets. Number one was forcing Israel, England, and France out of the Sinai, even though they had destroyed the Egyptian army, uh, and forcing them back, and Eisenhower's cheshbon with Russia, 
But like everything they thought was lost in one minute. So he says that was one of his greatest regrets. So it, Eisenhower himself said he regretted that. He totally regretted doing that. Uh, so, you know, that's Lev Malach Abiyad Hashem. That's Pasha Lev Malach Abiyad Hashem. The other thing Eisenhower wrote that he regretted is putting Earl Warren on the Supreme Court. That's a different discussion. <laughs> but that happens to be Eisenhower's other second great regret, right? Well, you think about it. You know, you know Israel made all of these plans uh, in the 56th War and the Sinai War. And everything they thought, it was, and they joined England and France, and they was a complete wasted war in many ways. Um, you know, we don't just look at things in our, our way. And when you talk to people today, it is certainly pertinent. Um, many good people, you know, there's one thing to to say your hopes and your, but there's a Kashmir. I don't know anything in my lifetime, and I don't, and I don't believe anything in, in anyone could say in their lifetime where something is as clear, clear, clear globally that we're totally dependent on Rachmei Hashem. And yet, and yet, the commentary, the predictions are never-ending. And I'm not talking about from the media, which is never-ending, or from the politicians. Some religious Jews, you know, they know 100%, or, or they speculate. And this is really bad for all of us, for all of us, because what it does is, is it makes us feel like we're at the mercy of nature, or at the mercy of politics. Like I mentioned this morning about davening, and I started tonight about the difference of our own personal amuna and bitachon, or, or, or davening for others. The reason davening is important is because it's not up to just Dr. Sarah Cody in Santa Clara whether it will open up or not. It's not up to whether sciences will have the vaccines or not, or if dumb fools make big parties, or the churches Right? You know, there's a concern if the, the religious place up there are, we would, uh, I'm confident if we would open up, we would be very careful and in conscience. But what if there are people who are not? And then, then they'll close it down. I, right? But it's, not, it's not up to just all of these actors. It's up to us. It's up to Kaj Baruch what's going to happen. And if we, we, if we talk about that, we don't, then people don't pray seriously. People don't talk about it seriously. You know, I, I've said this a, a multiple times over the year, but I think about it. Often, and I would never ever have a gall, or the, or the, the, I'm not big enough to even say anything like this, um, but the Briskarov, who was in, uh, I think it was in Warsaw, actually, when the war first started, uh, who, again, I just mentioned in the beginning of the, of the share tonight, who was in, the, in, the, in Europe when the Nazis and escaped miraculously uh, out of, and eventually ended up in Eretz Yisrael. And he was, you talk about upsets, Talk about one of the biggest upsets of World War II, and actually one of the first major changes in the world was the Battle of Al Alamin. I, I recently saw um, the the top ten. Someone someone told me a history thing. The top ten battles, most important battles of World War II, and Al Alamin was very high up there. Uh, number one, actually, this this military history thing put was not Normandy. Because by then the war was going to be won. It was a question of, of any of when they put number one as the Battle of Stalingrad. And I probably agree with that. Actually, it was probably the greatest change in the land battles. Um, but and, uh, Normandy was third. It was the the D Day was third. But I, I'm trying to remember was second. What it, what it may have been El Amin. It was like it was such a shock. El Alamin in 1941, which was, the Nazis were, six, were, were were had conquered all of North Africa, including hundreds of thousands of North African Jews in Algeria. Andy Hartman's mother, 
uh, was it was taken at that point, and her family in Orinal, Algeria, uh, her her father his, and his father was not yet in North Africa uh, to, to meet his mother. It was it was still off by some time, and and basically the Nazis were in Egypt, were going to Egypt, and on the borders of Israel, on the borders of Israel, and there were all kinds of predictions, all kinds of plans. What the settlement in Israel, there were several hundred thousand Jews in the land of Israel at that time. It was Palestine under British, the, the British dominion. And what they would do if the Nazis conquered. And the British themselves, had they lost in Al Alamein, were going to back all the way up into Syria. Because it was much more defensible for them. So basically, had this is one of the great upsets of World War II, Al Alamein, Rama lost to Mon- was Montgomery in Al Alamein. It was a tremendous upset. And it changed the course of the war in North Africa. Eventually, that's how they went to Italy. But for us, it saved the Jews in Israel. And the Briskorov, who was in Israel, who months before had got there, and was in Poland in 1939, said it is his belief that the reason Israel was saved was because of the prayers in Jerusalem at that, those moments. That their tefillahs, now they of course had a... They saw, they knew at some level what's going on with the Nazis in Poland and, uh, and, in, uh, and, in, and in Germany and in Austria and Czechoslovakia and in France and all the countries they took over. They had a lot more knowledge than Polish Jewry, Jewry did. But he said that he believed that, it, that they were saved because of those prayers, of, of those tefillahs. Well, if you're reading the, the books and you think it's hopeless, or what could I do? It's up to Rama and Montgomery and this. Right? Then you don't pray seriously. And, and if you listen to the radio enough to, in those days, or, or you read enough stupid articles or politicians, all on right and left who are biased right now, all of political calculations, all of them, every single one, is thinking about an election. I saw someone sent me a political cartoon, and, and you know, obviously, um, I don't have to tell you my political affiliations for religious reasons, but at the end of the day, I thought it was brilliant. Uh, it said... It was a someone was holding a book, and it said, "You must follow science." And there's political science until November third, right? Follow political science until November third. And, and you don't think that, that all these considerations are going into a lot of the thought. I'm not saying it's cost of shalom that that's the overarching, but for sure it affects everyone's thinking. Political science, not science. Political science affects all of the major politicians on both sides of the, on both sides of, of the aisle. Um, do you think it's all up to the political scientists or the scientists? It's up to the Kajib article. In one second, the world can change. But if you if you speak about it and you predict it and you take Hashem, who's, this whole thing is so nuts. You know, it's partially like a twilight zone we live in. I don't know, the twilight zone is Baruch Hashem. Um, but we're in a twilight zone. That's what partially we're in. And, and yet we can talk like this. So he's saying that same time also. Even in the, in the war, start predicting in this... Um, and if we really believe in Hashem, again, he's talking to the Panavich Hashem, we really believe in Hashem, why in the world are we saying that this is the nature, this is going to happen? You know, again, forgetting who we like politically, the fact that Donald Trump won in 2016, it's so Mabel al-Harayin. I, I didn't know anyone who thought he was going to win. I, uh, I don't think he thought he was going to win. 
If you don't, uh, anyone who doesn't see that the Yad, okay, it's a political prediction. I mean, there was thousands of votes at the end that made the difference in Pennsylvania, in, in Wisconsin. I mean, it was in the, in, in, two days earlier, probably the election would have been held, and he would not have won it because he had a lot of bad press. With, I mean, it was like literally with the days, the minutes, and it, everyone predicting, everyone predicting. Everyone had all kinds of predictions. If one would have asked me on, on November, the, the day, the, that day, that night, I said, no, he's going to win. I would like him to win, because not because I liked him. You know, but who was the, no, who thought about that? Who thought about that? You know, predict, if anyone would have predicted, right, and that we're now uh, about to, almost June, on January 1st, what would be going on? No, I could have ever thought about this. You know, guess what? By July 1st, none of us can predict. By, by tomorrow. And Shalmi Amunah, say to people of Amunah, but Hashem, Hashem runs the whole world. Things change, you know, immediately things change. Right? Things change like this. Kinderech Amunah HaEmes Bevada Eval Yaisenako. It's, you know, it's, and of course we believe, we know Hashem, it's much easier uh, people think they talk about nature, you know, natural things. And again, and most things in life, I would say, you know, when we're making decisions, we're thinking there's a moral nature. But now in a war, now when it's the hashkacha or the divine providence is so much greater, and and I honestly, in our day, in our time, where it's mamish, the hashkacha in the world is oyim v'neira, oyim v'neira. It's tremendous right now. It's it's you know. I don't know how anyone doesn't see the Yad Hashem. To sit there and make, have conversations and read articles and predictions, talk at Shavuos. <laughs> Shavuos, none of us, but that's the only conversation on Shavuos for all of us should be Hashem, who I like him. And his Torah. And, and if you want to talk about COVID, that in one second, the Hashem who gave the Torah at Sinai can change the whole world. That's the only conversation. Not predictions, not, not the commentary. Just that Hashem runs the world. That's a chizik for Shavuos. You know, because Shavuos, by the way, it's not just the Avas, the Torah. It's how Hashem gave the Torah. With mass revelation, He changes the whole world at that moment. And they're writing the papers, and the religious papers, the Orthodox papers. In, in 1973 also. Right? Um, uh, he said to the let's ask ourselves, because people like like crazy people. No, uh, that everything comes from Hashem. Again, it was Nixon at the end. Kissinger, these people are the one who bailed out Israel. As he said last night, as I said last night, these people. Uh, Kissinger, a self-hating Jew. Nixon, who we know is an anti-Semite, who was in the middle of Watergate when this is going on. They're the ones who literally bailed out Israel. Alain um, Lilmoid Ratius. Uh, actually, it's, it's amazing, by the way, because when Mrs. Tackner emailed me this, I sent her a few articles just to show that in the beginning it was Kissinger, in the end it was uh, Nixon. But one of them, that it was the documents that were released in 2019, where at the end of the war, Kissinger says, now Israel always know that they can't do a war without America. Now Israel, this is his, Nixon's, this is Kinder's own words. Israel, oh, they can't do it without us, right? They can't, you know. And within a few months, both Nixon and Kissinger themselves would be gone, uh, gone with the wind. Alain Lomon Ratius, 
So all of the things come from nor only from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, only from Hashem. you know, you don't win because you're a gibor. Now again, Hakadosh Baruch Hu works in nature, and of course, we're obligated not to rely on miracles. And if we want to win a war, we should have an excellent army and air force, and it takes mysterious nefesh. Um, but there's the the, the, the the victory. By the way. Ariel Sharon, who, I'm not here to judge him, who was a genius in many of the wars. Genius. Uh, and, you know, I, I'll let Hashem give the reward and punishment, because he did things that we don't like as well, and he was not... But, you know, he certainly, Six-Day War, uh, in the 73 War, in the 56 War, and something like that, I think he broke, he was like, he never listened to commands. And literally, like, like Lincoln said about Hamilton, about, actually, like Hamilton, about Grant... Uh, like, we need more people like him. Like, the Israeli generals, even though they, he, he was like one of the people that they didn't trust, but they wanted more Ariel Sharon. Well, Ariel Sharon, who followed his own instincts, including the, the pulling Jews out of Gaza in 2006 and letting Hamas take over, his first major uh, mistake was in Lebanon. And when they went into Lebanon in 1982, 1983, it was Mamish's mistake. Like, we have this army, and we'll nail Arafat. And when they went into Lebanon, you know, you know, and good, many Jews, Jews fought in that war. Uh, good Jews, uh, you know, you, you know, the, the, you would need a Sanhedrin for this stuff. But again, I'm not. They went into Lebanon to take out Arafat, and Arafat leaves, and then they stayed by Beirut, and they had all these Hezbollahs, and, and it would have made sense. But then Hezbollah came to power and put actually Hezbollah into power, and you, you take out Hashem and you just look at we have the best Merkava tanks. One of the best things in all of the calculations that he had in his military genius, it forced not only did force Ariel Sharon out of power, forced Begin out of power, and it it and it's to our day that Hezbollah is there and in, in danger, and that all started, all of that started in 1982. And I'm not saying they were crazy for doing it, but when you take Hashem out of the picture, you don't know. It's not about my strength. It's not about that. Of course, you're obligated to take to to destroy your enemy. With everything, all victory comes from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. All 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 Hatzlacha comes from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And the truth is, um, you know, Eretz Yisrael, Israel, the the Hatzlacha tilted. I mean, I, as much as I I I, I the early, you know with the first government, uh, how many of them were communists and socialists? The majority, if they had. Joined together, would have 64 seats in that first government. But to start Israel in 1948, I, you have to believe in miracles. I mean, basically, you were, you were, they were declaring death, and you know they did it. And Hashem changed the world. Hashem made us win. You know, of course, every soldier and every person. On, it's, it's it's two levels that we, we they're they're protecting Jewish people of Hakaras Atov and it's a Mitzvah. And we should have a thank you. But it's all Hashem. I mean. You look the sick the the the, the forty eight war doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. How they won and had that had King Faisal had any brains and the, and the Jordanian Legion was trained by Britain and it was way oversupplied over us, right? And they were taking kids people right off kids coming off boats from Cyprus who were in DP cancer going straight to the front line. They had no air force. I mean the whole thing didn't make sense. Right, Hashem will let them win, and not only did, did Israel win in '48, they expanded the the, the the original boundaries. 
the, actually the first declaration of state, you ever see those boundaries that were given in, in 19, the, the, the original, you know, Chavtes, uh, November 29th of November, what they voted in uh, the United Nations, it was Israel, it was not the Israel, forget the West Bank, and the, uh, it was like, it was truncated, it was like, it was like, it was like, it was like, little, like, a little puzzle, and they won against all odds, and actually expanded the land. You know why? Because it's not up, it's not who, it's not the strongest who wins. So there's a Kajbarach on this world. And when we talk in the street, like, oh, this is for sure going to happen, Trump's for sure going to lose in 2016. Do you see the polls? 55% to 42%. The guy has no chance. He's a bum. He's no chance he's going to win. Not happening. And today they say the same thing, by the way. <laughs> today they're the same people, the same predictions. You know, Joe Biden's going, or betting odds are on Trump. For sure, Trump, Biden, the guy's seen all, he's not going to win. No way. Biden could win. Of course he could win. You know what's going to decide? We have to do our parts. Oh, John! <laughs> you think it's so intangible. Like, I can't stand any political things today. I momish, I can't stand it. Like, first of all, it's five months away. The past five months has changed the world so radically. Why are you in the world of anyone political? You, you've no, like, these people have any clue what the past five months have had. Do you know what the next five months is going to bring? Like, they know what the prediction. Oh, I think it's one or two over this. Why a person waits such stupidity? But, like, whether it's in war, whether in, in pertinent to all of us, this COVID thing, I, to, don't listen to these people. Read the facts. We need to know the facts. We make, make decisions in our life. But this is going to be decided by Kaddish Barco. And it, that should be, should be empowering us. Um, and you know what? Those who are in power, and, and, and the fact is that most of the time, the strongest army will win. Well, how did they become the strongest army? Because wanted them to be the strongest army. You know, Akash wanted them to be, they allowed them and wanted them. The Gezer was that they will become the strong army and they will general win. Take Ashrayitzarach Shalom. Yet slip with the Menashe doesn't want to be. Things will change immediately. Immediately. They're no longer the strongest army. Or they won't win anymore. Where was all the, the, the genius and uh, the Gvura? Now he's going to say what's the most important uh, thing. Now again, Freelander is speaking to the a cream of the crop yeshiva, right? What what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to think? As I've said, again, he's giving this as a, as a sikh, as a drosha, um, and that this war is different, mahusi intrinsically, than the 67 war, the Muhammad Makudamas. Umishamayim, and from Hashem, Mekinlam Alinul is bonin, Bashkafa Hanachona Amaoris. Hashem is making it easy for us. When things are more victorious and, and, and the Air Force, the Egyptian Air Force and Syrian Air Force is miraculously destroyed the first day of the Sixth Day War, and we're euphoric, well, we couldn't actually believe it. We did it. We did it. You know, I remember George Bush, uh, it was the Iraq War, right? With the, and that ship, we won, or victory, whatever you put it, like, we won! Like, you know, it's like, Little did they know that there'll be an Iraq and how many more people are going to die uh, in that war. I'm not saying whether we're smart or not. It's like, we won! No, you didn't win. Right? 
But when you're winning or things are going well, it's very easy. Or when you're dominant force and you're just overwhelming, you know, again, in the Clinton campaign in 2016, I'm just, just pointing out because I, I saw this article today about politics. <laughs> Crazy people, like they know what's going on, like they could predict. But the Clinton campaign was a cocky campaign. They, they went around for sure assuming they didn't visit Wisconsin. Well, for sure, Michigan, Michigan, Wisconsin, for sure we're going to win Wisconsin. Yeah, Butler, they didn't think in a million years they were going to win. They spent a billion dollars against Trump's $400 million. They had Trump getting slaughtered by the media himself, indicted in his own words on tapes that were released. Like, who, this guy is no shot. They were so confident they were going to win. And you know what? They probably should have been confident they are going to win because... Everything looked like they were going to win. Everything looked like they were going to win. Everything looked like they are going to win. Um, and so when you're, when you're like that, when the deal is for sure, you know, you're in business, and like, it's a posh thing. For sure the deal is going to sell, you know. We're going to make money on this. It's done deal or my book or my thing. Or we're going to win this game. You know, team. And I'm not just talking overconfidence. That itself is, on a natural level, a, a danger. To be overconfident, but on a spiritual level, it's 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 kfira. It's, it's heresy for you and I who know better. It's heresy at some level to believe for sure I'll be successful. For sure, this is great. But the Yom Kippur were allowed us to have the proper and COVID. By the way, is for us. It's a gift. You know, it's a gift for us to realign ourselves correctly. As much as we're gonna dive, it should disappear now. It, it, to the extent it's here, Hashem is waking us up. Now he says it. The main thing that Hashem asks from you and us, B'nai Torah, those who are following the Torah, B'nai Torah is like the, the people involved in the Torah high level, Shinizer Leblin Navid, not to lose. The true Dalton Chang view of Torah. Luma Zeis Hatsviya Mahamon Ha'am. And besides this, the, the, the nation, the people, should be inspired to strengthen their Emunah, that everything comes from Hashem. Uh, uh, and yet, it's not there. Why is it? Uh, why is it that in, in the in the, the Israeli papers, in the Ma'ariv, in the Haaretz, Yisrael Yom was not then in those times, or the you know the Jewish papers in America, why are they saying, proclaiming, Hashem Hu Aleikim, that God runs the world, it's all from Hashem. They don't have a context. Honestly, in that small article I wrote uh, about the, 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 what was the, the deep silver lining of COVID-19, about using COVID-19 uh, and seeing Hashem, I, I literally, I struggled for words to make up context for people who don't, are not thinking, usually thinking about God, or don't, don't usually use these events because it's so far from most people on the street to actually impact their lives, to think in the Gentile context or secular Jewish context in America, doesn't think in those terms, only like the, the crazy you know, evangelical type think about it. And they usually have the wrong... They, they think they're prophets in a world of no prophecy. And if there would be prophecy, they're for sure not the prophets. 
most of these people. Oh, God did this because, you know, um, no. That's why, I, for those who saw that article, the first thing I said, we have no idea. Nobody knows the reason why this happened. We can only know what we should gain from this on a level, on a national level for us as a people, and on a personal level, and that's to realize Hashem runs the world and any other thing we should be personally working on individually. But for, he says, for the, the regular is person on the street, they're tinek right? And you can't, we're not looking at them. We, of course, we would love it to motivate Kalal Yisrael, but it's, we need, he's telling them, we need to wake up. El Ka'omar Ha'ikar Hadusich, the main conversation, with us, with the Torah Jews who have this context, have this gift of Torah to know what's best. This Dusich is with the Bnei Torah, who and Hashem wants us to strengthen ourselves in emunah, in faith, and in bitachon and trust. Lahad Chalano, that we should have Hashkafa Bura with a clear view of Hargasha means and a feeling, not just an intellectual, but, a, a, but an emotional, uh, a, a, a hergish. Uh, that we're completely and totally dependent on the, on Hashem. And every, from Hashem, we will we get everything. Not, the, not and, and all the predictions can go for, to the wayside tomorrow. And if we have that, we'll strengthen not just our moon Our whole service of Hashem will be different. How we live, how we think, how we look at the world will be radically different. Um, you know, we're going to hold here for the next. Uh, section we'll pick up next week, but I really, uh, you know, as I said, um, you know, everyone can like, unmute yourself as you want, uh, as I said, you know, uh, uh, moments ago, you know, it's Shuis, you know, t- t- tomorrow night uh, is going to be the, the night, or night, night number 50, we're going to be coming into Kabbalah Satara, a, Torah is not just the, the blueprint of life, you know, the accepting of, of the Torah was a reminder to all of us um, to remind to all of us, the way it was given was that Hashem spoke to all of us. There was mass, it's unmuted for anyone to unmute. It's mass, it was mass revelation uh, in, in, the, in, in the world. It's a reminder to us that everything that, we, that, that comes in this world, everything we see in this world, comes only, only from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And as we come into this Shavuos, this Shavuos is a Shavuos, I don't know the last time this, there was such a Shavuos as this one, um, but it should remind us we should have a true Kabbalah Torah, a true focus. Let us focus on Hashem's Chasadim and Hashem's Torah, and in our conversations. And it comes up in COVID what you should tell yourself and you should tell others that if Hashem wants it, it can be changed tomorrow. That should be our our focus today and tomorrow. And in that's us. That's us. We should see Yeshua's. You know, we know that Matan Torah. The, uh, at Sinai, everyone was healed should see a true healing for the world. Okay? Good yom to everybody. And we will pick up Emir Tzashem, hopefully with a healed world, uh, after Shavuos. Okay. Good yom to good Shabbos. Yeah, good yom to good Shabbos. Be well, everybody.